Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. Roll Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy hump day to you. Yes, it is Wednesday. Jeff's right feels like a Tuesday. We're going to roll on. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies rolling on winners of three in a row in second place in the West. They're back at it tonight. They've got the Hornets on the road looking to improve on an 8-10 road record. By the way, pregame here is going to start on 92.9 at 5.30 tonight. Make sure you're listening. That'll be with Gary Darby. Tip is at 6. Grizzlies 23-13, and as we said, in second in the West. Chance to fatten up here. Can't take anybody lightly, though, especially on the road where it's been up and down for the Grizzlies. Uh, moving on as well, DeMar Hamlin sort of been checking in. The updates are, are good, at least from his uncle, uh, in terms of his condition. His lungs are working at a higher capacity. I think down from you know 100%, he's on the ventilator, to now 50%. That's a good sign. Hopefully those good signs continue as far as making up that game doesn't seem any to be any real momentum to do so. Now they've got some options, haven't canceled anything yet, but you got both teams preparing for games this weekend. Yes. You know, Buffalo's playing New England, Cincinnati's got the Ravens, I believe. Right. And so again, how can you think about the Monday night game preparing for? You're still thinking about Hamlin. And those are both incredibly important games to, to each team. And right? you're having to prepare. I yeah. know there's this pot there's this thing about okay, do you push everything back? I don't do think you push you can the do playoffs it. back a week because you've got what those two weeks before the the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl so yeah. take one of those. I just don't think you do that. I don't think one game that really, truly, probably doesn't have any kind of bearing, you know, on on the rest of the of the standings. I mean, it could in a well, way. Does it not? It could. Cap, her, KC it could get the one if, if if Cincinnati were to win, and, and you know, if, you know, I I don't know. I don't have the configurations in front of me. Um, I, I don't know. I it just, just looks unlikely that I don't think they're going to push the play because the NFC is like what the hell. You know, mm. I mean, I guess people would not, nobody would complain about an extra week of preparation, maybe, you know, I, I guess that is a, that is an argument to make there, but, um, I, I know it's caused quite a divide, all of it. Yeah. Um, between our boys, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, which we will get to here okay. in just a minute. I don't, I don't think we need that amount of time. That was the last thing on my monologue. Yes. I like it. And, but and, and you, but like Skip. What? You interrupted. Well, I mean, it was going on See? a little too long, bro. I mean, but I'm gonna let you get the news See, about Demar Hamlin. He's Skip Bayless. I'm gonna let you. Now get I got to a this. problem with you, just like <laughs> shit. We got to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't think we need two weeks between the uh, championship games and the Super Bowl. It always feels like it's way too long, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like, but they're not. Come on, NFL. They logistically everything they do between those two weeks. They probably need all of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because it's not a home stadium. It's, you know, you got to get everybody in place, the halftime show and all of that. So, who's the halftime? Oh, it's Rihanna. Rihanna, baby. It's Rihanna. And I'd pay to go see her. Would you? Yeah. You think she's a great live performer? 
I haven't seen her live, so I can't speak. Oh, to so that, you're not going. Just, you're not going to see the art, but not, you're going to see the. She's got the that, woman. that one slow one out right now that just puts me to sleep. But I am a Rihanna fan. Yeah, it's no, like it's like whales singing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What is that? This is uh the uh the one she did with Jay Z, uh-huh. Umbrella, right? <laughs> got <that>. got it. <laughs> you know Umbrella, bro. No. I think it's her biggest hit. I guess I wouldn't prepare for the umbrella, Jay-Z opening umbrella. Ella, yeah, yeah, Ella. I know Umbrella, but I, didn't, I, I guess I'm not used to the open right there. If, at least if there's a bigger year. Rihanna hit than this there's one, not. mainstream, I don't I don't know it. I just need to be a, fur, a little bit further in it to recognize it. I'm trying to figure out what which part of the Rihanna you know, discography you have immersed yourself in here. Oh, I didn't buy any of them. Okay. I just think she's a star. She certainly And you is. know her makeup line yes. has made Fenty. her very rich as well. Fenty. Mm-hmm. Your wife have some? No. No, she does not. But uh, but I I'm, bet she got that Kardashian though. <laughs> probably, but I am uh, I am familiar with uh, everything that that Rihanna's doing. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what what and if they do anything uh, in regards to rescheduling that game. Man, we have a packed show planned for you today. It's Kylie. I should give her. It's not the Kardashian. It's Kylie that has her own, right? Yeah. But I mean, she Jenner. is a part of the Kardashian. Not, she's a Jenner empire, though. I mean, that, come on. You're a Kardashian. You're not. You're if you. You're a sis, you're a half sister of Kim. So you know? you're saying the reference is valid? Yeah, because I think what what's has her, she? Is she, what? she she does not go by Kardashian. No, she, no, she's a she's, she's Kylie so, Jenner. That's what I say. But she's I'm her saying, own thing. But, 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 but why is she famous? She's famous because she's I linked get, to the Kardashians. But she's elevated. Well, well, I don't know. She's elevated. I mean, I think Kim is at the top. Kim is number one for sure. No. Yes. No. The makeup line sold. Kim for, has a uh, Kim has a, a Spanx brand. Kim has skin. It ain't selling like Kylie's makeup line. I don't. I think it's selling pretty well. School me later. I think I got you. Kim on this Kardashian one. hosted Saturday Night Live. I know. She, in terms of her, right? Her, her her. She got that woman free. She got that woman in Memphis free. But I don't think she has more than Kylie at this point. We'll see. I don't know. We're gonna have to get our but fact this checkers was not on the that. Plan you can tell. We're gonna have to get to the, the fact checkers on this uh, on this topic. Man, we got a packed show for you today. Eleven twenty-five. Mark Giannato is gonna join us. Oh yeah. Talk to him about uh, what's going on in the world of Memphis sports, Tigers, Grizzlies, that and more with him at 11-25. 12-25, Rob Fisher, Fish Nation. Preview a little bit, right? I mean, it's the Hornets. They're dreadful. They're awful. They're one of the worst teams, if not the worst team, in the NBA. Yeah, you clocked them earlier this year, about 31. Yeah, so we will preview that, but mostly we will focus on the Grizzly side and sort of what they are doing. Things are looking good. Things are looking good. Things are look- They were looking bad. Looking Now they're looking good. Especially defensively. I, I think Jessica Benson put that one really well. It, it, it is. It's. I mean, and we talk about this. There are ebbs and flows to an NBA season. Mm. Very rarely. And I think that's, that's what puts into perspective what the Warriors did that season when they won 70, was it 73? Yeah, yeah. 73 and 9, and they lied. Because they didn't win the championship that year, Jason. Mm. 73 and 9, and they lied. Um, it puts into perspective how ridiculous. We'll never see that again. We'll never see a 73-win season ever again. I, I feel very confident in saying that. Yeah, especially now with the uh, that, that's a record that people always talk about records that will never be broken. That is a record that will never be broken. Seventy three and nine. There will not be an NBA team that goes seventy four and eight. Nah, I mean, no, nobody's going to a care enough to do it. B the medical advice, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to have too many guys in and out, and it's just <clears throat> that's a record that's exactly. Uh, well, and they didn't win the championship, so maybe there's something to be said for that. You know, maybe there was a I, I don't know if there was a link to the the mileage, you know, but uh, but yes, uh, we will talk to to Rob Fisher uh, about the Grizzlies. At twelve twenty-five, then at one twenty-five, Norton Heard the fourth. 
He is going to hop on, and we'll talk to him about uh, the local basketball scene in Memphis. Uh, he has a uh, he he has a player, correct? That five just got star, offered. Five star point guard Jas- Jasper Johnson uh, got an offer from Memphis, so we'll talk to him about about that. EYBL, you guys know, now has a stop in Memphis. Heard our expert on the EYBL scene. Uh, plenty to ask her about, including Tigers. Yeah, so we'll do all that uh, at one twenty-five. Looking forward to it, but. At the start of the week, we got a few things we want to get to. Let's do cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Shannon Sharp's going to walk away from the undisputed. Cap or no cap. All right, so Brett, I sent you uh, the the pertinent clip here that we're going to refer to. So if you don't know what's going on here, uh, I guess here's a relevant background. It started to me several weeks ago, several weeks ago when uh, they were having a conversation about Tom Brady. And Skip Bayless said to Shannon Sharp something or other about how you're jealous because you weren't as good as Tom Brady was. And then he kind of just diminished Shannon Sharp's career. Shannon Sharp's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best tight ends to have ever played the game, to have ever, you know, caught a pass he is, uh, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant football player, and, and I completely understand why him having a guy across from him who averaged 2.4 points in high school tell me, you know, about my greatness, right? You weigh in on my greatness when he had nothing, you know, to, to add at all in that regard. I could see why that would make, make me upset, and it, and it did, and it, and it made Shannon Sharp really upset. So then, after DeMar Hamlin has his injury and, his, and you know, dies on the field, right? He died on the field. Um, Skip tweeted something along the lines of, you know, how is the NFL going to reschedule? He, he was focused on the logistics as opposed to DeMar's health. I think he got dunked on a little excessively. I, I, I don't think it, it was mean-spirited. It was, it was not important. But, you know, he got a lot of flack for that tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yesterday, Shannon Sharp did not show up. He did not show up to Undisputed. I think in clear, you know, um, well, he wanted Skip to take tweet down. He told him that when he got on the duck. Yeah, and but and and he not did not give away too much. Here. Yeah, don't give away too much, man. Sorry, this is just the pay, the payoffs coming. I won't interrupt you. So uh, so Shannon does show up to work today. He comes to work today, and uh, this is the beginning of the show. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo. But I will say this: in watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to Demar Hamlin struck me a little different. Um, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yes. time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me. All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back. Skip, well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I'm, I didn't I'm, know I'm, you were going to bring no, up No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where <sighs> DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into, okay. your, not get into your, t- uh, uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. 
clearly the bosses wanted you to offer explanations. So clearly, somebody no, they did not have. Nobody. Let's go, Jen. Thoughts and prayers remain with Demar Hamlin. That's where the focus should have been, and not on the football game. Yes, let's go, Jen. Thank you. Is he leaving? Probably not. Could Shannon Sharp do his own thing at this point in his career? Absolutely. So if he's not getting along with Skip, or if they're not talking off air, which it sort of my conclu- what I drew from that. I mean, you're, he said the boss has made you. No, no, well, you know, it doesn't sound like you talked to Skip about that. You sound like you assumed there. But my point doesn't sound like they're talking. Like before show, after you know, you got to do a little bit of that. John and I aren't talking every day, but we're talking before the show, after the show, for sure. Yep. Like about what we're going to do, what the plan is. That's part of it. Yep. And and listen, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the show, but they've got a chemistry. It's not Stephen A. and Skip, but that, that show's gone on for a while. It's Absolutely. it's successful. It's a successful show. Yeah. But if Shannon isn't feeling him anymore, Shannon should know, bro, you can move it. You don't need Skip at this point. <clears throat> you can move on. And, and, and listen – Asking Skip to take that tweet, I'm I'm kind of with you on that because it almost seems like pile on. It seems like, and Jeffrey was making points. Listen to him this morning. It seems like at that point we didn't want to hear anything about games. So if you were talking game or you know when it was going to resume or NFL's got to do this, you were you were on the you were on the yep. wrong side of things. Yep. You, we wanted to see you talking about Hamlin, and so so. But I didn't think the tweet was. It was not that egregious, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, like I in think, terms I of the we, reaction, I think that at it some got. point we all considered, is this game going to go on? Right. Man, NFL's right. got a big one here. What are they going to do? And yep. and he kind of live timed that. Yep. So so Shannon's point about I wanted you to take it down. I wasn't necessarily with him there, but I understand as a player too. Now we go back to the fraternity. Yep. You ain't one of us. Yep. This is different for us. We played the game. We're warriors. So when one of us, one of our brothers goes down, I feel differently about this. It's more sensitive for me. But back back to the point. The the biggest thing I drew from it was that, man, it's they don't seem like they're having fun right now. I know it's one conversation, but we talked about it. it seemed like it got personal with the Brady thing. Yep. You just mentioned it. Yep. And I just think Shannon's reached a point where yep. did you, we haven't talked his interview with Dion, man, where he was talking about Dion eight toes down and all that and got all the laughs. laughs. Remember Dion's got, you know, had two toes amputated. Who's gonna tell Coach Brown? But but what he got out of Dion, my point is, man, Shannon could do that on his own, go do interviews with all those relationships he's got through the NFL and have his own show. Very true. Where where that's my point. So what is it? Is he gonna walk off? I doubt it. Yeah. But could he if he well, I would, because I would it is, watch. It is TV, right? So he's getting, he's got a contract, and he's, I'm sure he's being paid very well. L- last one, real thing, and I'm, I'm interrupting you here, uh, like Skip did. Mm-hmm. Um, Skip hasn't changed. Shannon, to me, has. Yeah. You mean like Sh- in the sense that he's, he's in, gotten in the better. way he's evolved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that's why I'd say it. I think I think Shannon's his own guy and his owner entertainment. He doesn't have to be a part of a debate show. No, I, I done I, with it. I'm I, high on I, Shannon. I, I, I'm, in compl- I'm, I'm in complete Higher agreement. Than I used to be, and I think. That, look, I am not somebody who is afraid of occasional tension or conflict, you know, on a show. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. It's, ha- it's, it's, it's a nat- You know, you and I, I mean, I've walked out on this show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happened. It, it, that was real. That we, we got he- Things get heated all the time. You have two opinionated, intelligent people that are going to disagree. And that's okay. But I think where this went, that we – never have and I hope to never go is it's gotten 
personal. personal. They're you know? calling each other yeah. out. It, it's gotten personal. Yeah. You know, and and when and and when and when Skip sort of said the things he said about Shannon's greatness and 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 him being jealous and things like that. I mean, I think that's a that's a line crossing. I agree. That I thought he you crossed the line. Probably there. you're yeah. not going to be able to come back from because I am also we I, I'll never forget this. One of the first you know months of the show we had Mike Greenberg on and and he kind of told us that, you know something that I, we didn't know or that we didn't think about that he and Golick and and sort of makes all the sense of the world now they did not talk outside of the show they did not hang out outside the show they were not friends you know and then the show ends shortly after that i don't think you have to be best friends with the person that you work with but i think you definitely have to be friendly and that you have to have like a very mutual respect for that person Otherwise, just showing up to work and, and, and just trying to do it the like boilerplate professional way, it ain't going to last. That's where this relationship clearly is with these two. Could, could be. It's just a situation like I'm going to show up to work and I'm going to do my job and that's it. They, you know, I, I don't see – now maybe this is a, a feature, not a flaw. Maybe they're – Again, this could be – this could uh, talk off air where they air out both of their yeah, sides there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, could but go. I think, could, that, I think could go a long way. That's got to happen. But they can't you know? continue with this kind of with this tension. It's yeah, not like, worth it. Well, it is, it is to the to the viewer. And again, I don't watch these kinds of shows. I just see the clips after they're posted. You know, but like to the viewer, it is off putting. You know, like to see these two. It's one thing to have an occasional disagreement, but these guys are are are, are butting heads in a nasty way every day. You know, and it just becomes off putting to me. Go, Brad. Go, Brad. Go, Brad. Go yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that. that that's yeah, not. Like I'm, I'm done with you know. I'm that, done yeah, talking to you. That's Go, not, That's Go. not fun for yeah, the, the not, audience, no. the, the people involved in the show. So I, 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 I agree. If they're not going to um, hash it out, if that's what he wants to do, I hope they work it out. Move if on, not, his men. I think. Yeah, I think he does need to walk Jen away just fine. And, and just have a clean break. And then I think FS1 will find a spot for Shannon Sharp. I thought that was well said. I, I hated that tweet. That was disgusting to me. I don't know my initial. What was your initial response to that? Tweet? My initial response to that tweet is: one person saw it, um, you know, uh, and, and, and you know, hit skip over the head with it, and then everybody else just jumped in on it. It's, you it's know, the pile on. It's it's it's, it's what there we do is on a, social there, media. There is a there is a real that's warranted. I think though, it wasn't that bad of a tweet to me. It was un it was untimely. It was like read the room man kind of a thing, but it was not like he said DeMar Hamlin's life doesn't matter. Can we just play this game? He said something along the lines of, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something along the lines of the NFL is going to have to figure out how to play this game somehow, some way, because it, if, because it matters. Because it's, you know, and I just thought, you know. But, but, but at the end, to me, this matters. Mm-hmm. He said this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. He says, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Like he qual- he he qualified it in a way that it wasn't. He there was no crassness in it at all. To That's your fair. point about Hamlin's health or whatever, he said it seems irrelevant. He's basically just asked, "What's the NFL going to do?" Yep. That said, it's the rep he brings to the table. Ah, People yes. love piling on Skip. Again, you do it at a time where everybody's just talking. Right. Hey, let's not talk about the game right now. I mean, you saw ESPN. Uh, Joe Buck kept saying it. We're not going to talk football right now. It's not important. Like that's what that's what people wanted to see on social media. And Skip, you know, jumped over to the other side. They piled on. That said, again, I thought he's it's gotten too personal for. Yep. And he started it. Seems yep. like to me, um, that's probably enough on this. Is the show watched enough for us to have given it this much time? I think people. I mean, it's on. It, it, and, and it kind of it's on. It, I'm sure and, people and, are watching. And back to a point. I bet you when we asked Greenberg that that relationship wasn't always like that. 
with him and Mike. Probably right. It was the time it, when it we got, asked him. It, it got exactly. You know, and exactly. I, and and that's like, and look, that may be where we are with Shannon. Absolutely. And yeah. Absolutely. Yep. This is uh, more NFL. Jacksonville wins the AFC South this weekend. Cap or no cap? I'm I'm, I'm going to say no cap because it is the classic uh, tale of two teams just going in the complete opposite directions here. And this game is in Jacksonville. And uh, the Titans are rolling out Josh Dobbs here. I will say, though, and I think this is just something to monitor, um, the the line has come back towards the Titans in this one. It opened up at Jacksonville minus seven. It's sitting at six and a half right now. Um, it's just a half a point. It's not drastic, but you know, I would not be shocked, Jason, if a Titans team. I need to know how. I need to know who's playing on the on the defensive side of the ball. I really do. Mm. Um, you know, are they going to have Fulton? Are they going to have Archery? Are they going to have Simmons? Yeah, I assume they will. We know Derrick Henry's going to be back. You know, it would not shock me at all if this thing comes down to a last-second field goal for the Jaguars. I mean, the Titans have been here, you know, and I do think that matters. And Josh Dobbs is, although not as talented, he is a veteran. He has been in the league. Right. And and it's not like the Titans asked their quarterback to do much. So I could see this being a lot closer than people anticipate, but I just have to go ultimately with a home team that is – just on fire and has the clear advantage in quarterback right now in Trevor Lawrence. But I, I, I think the, the, the Titans are going to go out, scratch, claw. It, it's going to be a slobber knocker of a game. I do not expect this to be a blowout in any shape, way, or form. Every part of me wants to agree with you. The Titans have lost six in a row. It's come, you know, it's unraveled. You're throwing Dobbs out there. I'm with you. I, I don't. I, I think that's probably a smart move. I'm actually with it, just in terms of Malik Willis and what he's shown. Exactly. Very, very, still very raw. Yep. Uh, this is a game you have to win. I just, but, but for, for every other reason, just because when we've counted them out, yep. it's when they step up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna continue to roll with that one and say they get it done. Oh, you think the Titans okay. win? I, th- I think the Titans are gonna win this game. They're going to find a way to win the game. With Josh Dobbs on the road. Because Derrick Henry is going to run for 200 yards. I mean, I don't know. They saved him last week, right? I mean, this is, this is what they say. This is Derrick Henry's yeah, going to no, have I mean, all the gas in no, the tank. 100%. And I realize, okay, this is easy. Jacksonville will stack the box, and yep. that can be the plan to make Josh Dobbs beat you. But Derrick Henry's run over the Jags plenty of times. No, he has. He has. He's owned them plenty of times. Yeah, now, no, not I, like he's owned the Texans, but. Th- this is not as simple as I just, uh, the Jags are, are hot and the Titans stink, and all of a sudden now it's just going to be. They have lost a, six in a row. There is no reason for me to pick them to win. No, I'm going right. I'm to I'm roll with it. I'm going to roll with it and say that Vrabel gets it done. It's a mess. I think it's going to be a very close game. I do I do believe that. I do not think the Jaguars are just going to roll over these Titans. I mean, they're, they're, they're a proud team. They're a veteran team. Um. I, I I don't believe that, but I, I can't. I but can't. if they if they if they hold Derrick Henry under you know under 100 yards, or if they limit him, it's over. They're so yeah, yeah. they're so they're so anemic offensively, man. You know, it's just ugly. Mm-hmm. It's if if he's not rolling, I so Brable finds a way. But I do I do like that game being on Saturday. I tell you that much. Let's go to Grizzlies here, and the Grizzlies, of course, tonight have Charlotte. We'll have the 5:30 pregame here. Grizzlies are going to finish as the number one defense. In the NBA, is that cap or no cap? Number six last year, the number two right now. Wow. So while things have kind of come a little bit unraveled, kind of up and down offensively, I think they've dropped down to 14th. Yeah. Remember, they were top 10 at one yep. point. They, they are now number two in defense. They're going to finish number one. They're only a couple of uh, decimal points, I think, behind the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. And, and listen, Harrington's written about it over the Daily Memphian. You've got – 
this is not news. I mean, Dylan Brooks is and, and Jaron Jackson are going to be are going to be all defensive team in the NBA, whether that's first or second, just like Boston had them last year with Smart and Williams. That's going to happen, especially when you're ranked as high and you're as effective as you've been defensively as the Grizzlies are. Uh, last three games, all, all three wins, by the way, they've held their opponent under 41% shooting. They're back to their defensive ways. They're rising up the ranks. Remember, this team was at 30. This team wow. was at 30 it's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, to start the year. I mean, didn't look anything like yep. the identity that Taylor Jenkins has established. And so, yeah, man, defensively, they're number two. Cleveland's the only one ahead of them, and they're only a couple of 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 of, of points behind them, decimal points behind them. The uh, Boston Celtics gave up 150 last night to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. So what we say when we said they were five and five last ten going into last night, I thought we yep. just talked about that with Tristan mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. Something's I haven't watched enough to be able to put a finger on what's up, but yep. something ain't right. Something is not right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll roll with you, man. I, yeah, come you, on with me. I got you, stats in front of me. I mean, you are the this host of Grind Season on Odyssey. So I mean, Download that thing right now. Yeah, you are. <clears throat> if anybody knows where the Grizzlies are going to finish, it's going to be. I've been monitoring yeah, their defensive progress all year long. It's, it's, it's going to be yeah, one half. I guarantee season. you they're going to they're gonna definitely finish top five. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's crazy. Think about the know, offense, the Jaron Jackson. As long as you got Jaron yeah. in there. Yeah, then they got Dylan and all these dudes. That's yeah. right. Yeah, That's I mean, they good. have some pieces. So we'll come back. Uh, Mark G. Now is going to join us on the other side, talk to him about that. Tigers go down to Tulane. What does that mean for their season? Uh, all that and more with him when we get back. Jason and John. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kind of yes. I'm not so sure this is warranted after that performance. And uh, what was it? What what bowl was that? Uh, I believe it was the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. Was that the one presented by uh, Verbo? Yeah, I didn't. By the way, I did not. I had always called it VRBO. I think not that's Verbo. What, is, it, is it called Verbo? I get yeah, That's what the announcers that's were saying. That's just shorthand. Mm-hmm. Like me and my wife were watching the game and. And we were both like, wait, Verbo? It's called Verbo? I thought yeah. it was VR, just VRBO when yeah, you go, went and rented a house. It's a word. You needed, yeah. a, you needed a trip with Verbo after that one. There's no doubt about it if you're a Michigan fan. Uh, the Horned Frogs. And this is Mark Giannato, everybody. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. I think, I think people okay. know the name and the other voice by now. John and Brad do this. They, they introduce guests with your most recent loss. Who did it to Benson. Well, all, all our guests lose. Sorry. All of our guests are ha- they At least Ohio, if Ohio State had won that game over Georgia, I would have been 
Big Ten's been really terrible. upset. Yeah, <laughs> like like if they would have had a shot to win a national title, a yeah, it helps take the sting off a little bit. But and uh, and the good news is, is that Jim Harbaugh says he's uh, he's open for business if the NFL would like to have a word. Yeah, how you feel about that? <sighs> it is what it is. He he went and visited with the Vikings on National Signing Day last year. I mean, how much more money can Michigan give this dude? Well, he took a pay cut a few years ago when they stunk, and they haven't given him a raise since then. Got it. He's only making only making seven million dollars. Right. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting because they have a good team. Like they're going to be a top five team in the preseason next year. Like they have a good team coming back. Right. Right. And then with the way the playoff is set up, I think a team like Michigan has a chance. You know, they're going to have a chance to make the playoff really every year with a twelve-team playoff moving forward. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know. But I. I the fact that it's he's flirting with it again, and 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 I understand it. I mean, he almost won a Super Bowl in the NFL. Like I can see there's a yep. an allure to that. Now I would, you know, as a Michigan fan, I'd say like, hey, why don't you, you know, show you can, you know, win a national title first, then win the national title, then go back to the mm-hmm. NFL. But I don't you know, know. He he's Ohio done a State lot twice in a row. Got to the playoff twice in a row. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, he would leave. Like it wouldn't. It's not like he would leave and people would. I'm sure that like the Paul Feinbaums of the world would be critical of him still but like Michigan fan like what he's done the last two years like well, I mean he's an NFL you know. guy if you've coached the NFL I consider you an NFL guy you know he's he's coaching Michigan because they pay him and he feels like he can do it but like I would if I'm him I would much rather coach in the NFL who wouldn't if you have the chance there I don't think there's any college football coach well the one maybe other than Nick Saban right now the one thing with Harbaugh and they said it when he left the Niners is like he has kind of the type of personality where like it works for it's like a it works for three or four years but then players kind of get done with him like that's what happened in San Francisco people in the building and and so college is maybe better set up for that Mm -hmm. because guys are only there for three or four years but he's gonna go back at some point whether it's this year next year the year after he's gonna go back someone's gonna give him a chance um, and so we'll see. I mean, he, you know, he's done it. Even when people were pounding the table saying they should fire him a couple of years ago, I was saying they're not going to get anyone better than him. Like mm-hmm. they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, their decision to keep him has paid off. They've had two really good years. That's right. Um, SoFi Stadium, which is where the uh, national mm-hmm. title game is going to be, is not allowing any tailgating in the parking lot before the game. Um, is this an advantage for TCU? As Georgia fans will, I mean, certainly be beside themselves. Why are they not allowing tailgating? I don't know. That seems COVID. ridiculous. I think it's COVID protocols. Really? I don't no, know. I'm no, no. kidding with that. I, I don't know. I, that seems is. ridiculous. Like, uh, apparently they don't do tailgating in on the West Coast. Is there just maybe there's not a lot of parking there or something? But there has to be. It's LA. Like people have to drive to the games in LA. Places How do you like not LA? tailgate for the national championship game? What's the point? My gut. Well, here's what I would say. How are they going to stop people like who have parking passes? Are they really going to stop people from drinking at their cars or whatever? Like maybe they can say no grills, you know, like you can't bring a grill out there or something. Mm-hmm. But like, are, how are you going to stop people from you know hanging out at their cars? I don't know. I don't know how you uh, enforce you, that. Seems ridiculous. Do you like Georgia to roll in that game? Or you think we got a close <sighs> one like John's planning for? He thinks TCU has been disrespected with the the line. What is it, John? Now is it thirteen? Is it it, gone it, down? I think it's, it's been bet down. down to thirteen. I think. It's it's between 12, twelve and a half, 13. thirteen, depending on your book. Give us well, a real quick prediction. I was impressed with TCU. I mean, I'll just say this though: they, they won the game. They won. They were the better team than Michigan in that game. But I'll say this: Michigan played its worst game of the year in that game. 
You know, like they played terrible. Yeah, uh, two pick sixes. Two pick sixes. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, a touchdown that got you know should have been a touchdown that got taken away. Yep. Now they did fumble at the goal line right after. So I don't. Again, it's like you know Michigan. TCU were in that game. Now what was impressive in that game is TCU won the battle at the line. They did, and that was surprising. surprising. Yeah. Um, that being said, no, I think I think I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. But I don't think it's going to be a game that comes down to the wire. I think well, Georgia. I just think win. The, 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 you know the, the, that is the thing for me. Like when I think about how TCU's won a lot of games and how they were able to beat you guys. Ultimately, uh, Duggan kind of got around and he scored two touchdowns on the ground. And I just don't know if Michigan had not played a running quarterback last right. season, and you could tell and Duggan didn't play that great. He but didn't. when he needed to make a throw, yep. he made a throw. And I just don't know if I don't know if if Georgia's linebacking core is going to let him do that. You know, like it's SEC speed, it's cliché, but it's real. Yeah. You know, and I just and I don't I don't think he's seen a speed like he is going to see uh was it Monday? You know, so that would be the argument for George is that Duggan is going to see cuz Big 12 defenses are just they're 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 awful. Yeah. You know, we I mean we've seen we we know that, you know. So yeah. it's one thing to beat up on, you know, Big 12 and the Michigans of the world. Anybody can do that. But when you get the SEC, you know, it's a, as you know, I mean, you, you dealt with this last year. It was, what was it, uh, 64 to 3 at, at the end of that I one? I don't know what it was. I just, they got, Michigan got run over by Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That's all I remember about so that it, game. It is. It's just a, it's a different, it is a different breed. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, know. there's just something about like a team of destiny. Like they see, there's something there with TCU that's magical. But there is. I don't know, it, and it also is like law of averages. We had two awesome semifinals. Are we really going to get an I'm awesome at. championship <laughs> game? I don't know. The odds suggest that is not what's going to happen. Um, but I'm sort of with you. I think, I think, whereas for whatever reason they were able to not only hold their own but have the advantage on the lines against Michigan, I don't see that happening against Georgia. Um, I want to touch on one more thing on college football. We'll go to the Tigers and Grizz here. Um, the Tigers lost pre-scored. They lost mm-hmm. Javon Ivory. They lost a starting defensive lineman in the transfer mm-hmm. portal. Two of those three, I mean, those are their top two receivers, right? Javon Ivory and Kane. They're going to be down. Yeah, and, and with the graduation of Gabe Rogers, they'll be yeah. down three of their top four receivers. How down year. bad are the Tigers offense, is the Tigers' offense right now? Well, here's how I would put it. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, Javon Ivory, nice player. There's a lot of Javon Ivories out there in, like, like in the in – the, Group of five a, level. A, a guy who can be your second leading receiver. Yeah, like, yeah. He, you know, I, I think that one is, you know, I, I guess you'd probably prefer to keep him, although there's, from what I've heard, you know, that one was a little, there was a little uh, kind of mutual. Like, it was like everyone decided it was probably best if, you know, he went somewhere else. And, like, I include Javon in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can find someone to replace him. Like, I think there's lots of guys, you know, whether it's within your own roster or – Going out in the portal, um, Prescorn and Cam Jackson, I think were the two best NFL prospects on the roster, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to see. I mean, Cam Jackson's already committed to Florida. I suspect Prescorn is going to go to some sort of Power Five school. Like those guys aren't going to be easy to. You're not going to just replace them. I also don't think, frankly, it. I view it. You know, I've been very critical of Ryan Silverfield. I don't see those as like you know when a guy's going to Florida. Like I don't view that as an indictment on Ryan Silverfield when I got you know when Prescorn's going to go to a Power Five school like 
That's just the way the world is now, so to speak, in college football. Like, I, you know, you're not going to compete with Florida and, you know. No, but now the job is go in and get something out of the transfer yes. portal, and those have been yes. the questions. Yeah, like can, can right. they do that? You yes. need a one and a two if we're talking. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I do think they need, I mean, they need more. Like, I asked him uh, when we, he had a press conference, um, I guess it was before the bowl game. Before they left for the bowl, you know, left for the bowl game, and I asked him, I go, "Is there a specific, like, position or type of player that you're targeting in the portal right now?" And he just said, "Best available." Like he's not. That's BS, though. Um, that's BS. But I mean, yes, they need coach th- speaking. You know, they, receivers. They need. They need. They need people for Seth Hennigan to get the ball to. They got a running back from ODU who. Um, did, you know, was productive, I guess, at at Old Dominion, um, but it didn't doesn't feel like he. It feels like he's just he joined. He he'll be a nice player, just like Jay Ducker was a nice player this year, and what you know, like, but not a game changer. No, they need they need more weapons offensively. Um, I think people are overlooking the fact that like defensively, all their best players are gone. Cam Jackson's. I mean, Jalen Allen's oh, man, back, Quindale. but Cam Jackson's. Gone. If you look at all three levels, their best deal. I even though Jalen Allen got the All AAC honors, like I'm Cam Jackson was the best defensive line, lineman on that team. Right. Like he took a block. Like you don't. There aren't 340 pound nose tackles in a group of five. That's what Cam Jackson was. Um, you lost your best linebacker in Xavier right. Collins, and you lost your best DB in Quindell Johnson. Like they they have to replace quite a bit now. They went and got. It seems like, especially on the lines, D line and O line, you know, whether it was JUCO or transfer portal, like they've added several guys, and you know, I, you know, who knows, you know, like JUCO guys, you know, typically we've seen in the past, like that first year is a transition period, like, and then you, where you usually see the fruits of a JUCO guy is that second year, mm-hmm. but like, do they really have? Like I don't think it's like you can't be waiting on these recruiting classes anymore. Like it's year four, um, so it's gonna. Uh, I, I'm very fascinated to see what the roster looks like come August when we're in preseason camp, because right now it feels like there are quite a few unknowns, like on offense. And frankly, there's quite a few unknowns on defense. Yep. But it's you know, it's January. There's still a lot of portaling to do, if you will. Um, like I think they're going to get several more guys out of the portal here. Where are they going to be next- picked next year? I know a lot depends on who you bring in. I mean, Tulane's going to be ahead of Tulane's, them. Tulane's tops. I think UTSA will be ahead of them because they returned their quarterback and they were a pretty good team last year. Um, I would think. I mean, SMU finished. SMU and SMU finished ahead of them. Now they don't have their quarterback, but they have okay. a pretty good quarterback behind him, like a young guy. I think. Um, North Texas is returning its quarterback, Lord, but don't Memphis, go too much lower, Mark. Memphis beat North Texas, so I think they'd be ahead of them. <laughs> Out of EC, three four. Can East, we get three four? I'd say like three. Yeah, I'd say top five. I'd say they're going to be oh picked in the God. top five. I mean, we were saying you got to go over here and you got to start dominating. Now, obviously, we see well, what I'm not, Tulane I'm did. I'm saying what we, they'll be picked. No, I know I don't that's know. what I was asking you. But yeah. I, but back to 
the reason I was asking but you this was is to, this is with a junior quarterback now. I mean, that's I mean, if top five is a ceiling with a junior quarterback that's been in the program for three years, this is well. A, tell me what his O line's going to look like and what his receivers are going to look like because that quarterback who like is I think Seth Hennigan's a nice quarterback, but we saw this year if he doesn't have a good O line and he doesn't have weapons, it doesn't matter that much. Like it's a three and five team in well, the league. He needs a one bad, John. And, like, uh, he needs an O line too. He was running for his life this year. The guy, well, yeah. that, that guy should not be t- running. That guy should not be your second leading rusher. He's a pocket passer. Right. He should not be. He was running for his life behind that line. And you know, I haven't seen. You know, so like, there's well, a lot you, of. If you, if you have a bad offensive line, you need to also change your play calling. And, 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 and you know, I mean, you need to you need to go to the quick game. I mean, you have to adjust to what your personnel is too. My gut tells me they're going to be better next year record-wise, but it's not going to be like I, – I don't expect them I, – I, I hope they compete for a conference title, but I'm not necessarily expecting that. And I suspect it's going to be a lot like – when it comes down to it, it's going to be a lot like this year where there's not going to be some clear-cut decision. Like he's not going to have done so bad that it's like easy, you fire him. And it's not going to be so good that you go, oh, we got to give him an extension. Like, it's going to be this. How many more will he have on after? I know you. After this year, yeah, he's got coming, three years left on his yeah, deal right now. He'll have two more. He'll have what two. about what yeah, you'll be in stuck with? Do you give him an extension, won't you? You'll be asking I would, yourself I mean, that question. I, I don't know. I, I've made clear how I feel. Like, I kind of have made, made like, I don't, I don't really think if you're trying to get this program to be the an elite group of five program, I don't think they have the coach right now who's going to do that. I don't know if he's a bad coach. Like I think he's gonna. Like I don't think they're gonna bottom out under Ryan Silverfield. I think he's a pretty decent recruiter and he's, you know, okay. I guess on game day. But like, if you're truly trying to make this an elite Group of Five program, I don't think he's the coach who's gonna do that. Well, here, here, that's how that's how I feel. So so here's the thing. In Memphis, it only matters when the money people start <clears throat> to care, right? When the mm-hmm. money starts to move, that's when it. That change happens. And, look, I talked to several ambassadors. It's not reflective of every single one of them. There's a lot of them. But I don't get the sense that there is a real, a real appetite to make a change. Like, most like him. Most of them have a good relationship with him, and they feel like as that's long— That's the best thing he's done as the coach. That's exactly right. Is get the job and keep the job. That, that's, the, that's the best thing he's done so as the I, coach. I mean, unless it gets to be embarrassingly bad, like losing record, 4-8 and eight type stuff, I just don't think— well, it's going to be a lot. It'll be next year. The buyout is down to like I think like two two point something million. Okay, and the coordinators you just signed, like they signed two year deals. So, you, like this year, if you had fired them, you were not only paying the three point five million or something like that. You're also going to buy out the coordinators last year, their contract. Now, they would have probably gotten other jobs and it would offset, but yep. you had to factor all that into it. So I think it's it's easier to do it next year. I don't. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if that necessarily means they will. Well, because they're going to win seven, again, eight I th- games. Yes, you know? I think that's what I'm sort of getting to is what I was getting to earlier is I think they're going to be better next I think they will have a better – I don't know if better is the right word. They're going to have a better record next year. Exactly. I think. And like, I don't think Memphis is going to fire a guy who went eight and four. They're, they're, like, they're, they're not, not going to do. They're that. They're never going to do that. They're and not, maybe they shouldn't. I don't know. But I, I well, just yeah. look at it in terms of, I I want to have an elite. If I'm running Memphis, I want to have an elite group of five program. And eight and four in the right. AAC is not an elite group of five program. Right. But at the same time, you know, 
and, and I think it, you know, I think it gets to a level of, you know, people are going to get mad about this, but I think we get into this zone of, like, how much does Memphis really care about football, like, Absolutely. ultimately? Absolutely right. Like, you know, like, how mu- like we give it lip service that they do, and, mm-hmm. and over the last decade they certainly have cared more than they did the previous decade before that. But, you know, ultimately, if the money people aren't willing to, you know, don't feel the need to do it, like, that speaks to a level of, like, they're you know, they're content with what, you know, with having just, like, you know, a, a I was team talk- that's competitive. I was talking to one uh, ambassador, and he said football, of all the programs at the University of Memphis, including basketball, <coughs> he feels like he gets his best ROI on football. That's that. That's kind of the way he put it. Mm-hmm. He 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 doesn't like he, this particular ambassador. He doesn't like uh, the, the the direction that the basketball program is in. This is just one person's opinion. Yeah, but he said, you know, with football, we never have to worry about kids being eligible. We never have to worry about any kind of drama. We never have to worry. And again, they're not winning as much. But you know, his point was, I feel good about investing in Memphis football and Ryan Silverfield because I know what I'm getting. You know, and I know that the ROI is going to be there. Now, again, that's not my opinion. Because I've gotten a lot of things like compare, you know, because people like I, I'm, you know, I'm higher on Penny than I am on Ryan Silverfield. And some people have, you know, commented to me like, what, you know, like, you know, you don't treat Penny the same way you do Ryan. And, and there's some people who say you don't treat Ryan the same way, you know, like yep. whatever. But I would just say Penny, oh, by and large, over the five years now, he's had the program. He's had the second best team in the league. By like by and large, especially the last three years. Other than Houston, they've been. I know the year they won the NIT, they technically didn't finish in second, but based on what they were at the end of the year and what they did in the NIT, like they were the second best team in the league that year. Yep. Like Wichita State that lost in the um, what's it called, the play-in game. Like yep. that team was not better than Memphis that year, and like you know Ryan is not doesn't have the second best team in the AAC. Um. So, um, well, Penny's got Mikey coming in. Like you can see the, you know, now that's fair. The foreseeable yeah. future. Now that, that. Yeah. now that has like that's gas. That's got gasoline written all over it. Hundred percent. You know. I mean, oh yeah. I was talking. To, I was talking that's... to. An, I was talking to an NBA scout uh, recently who was like, "Yeah, he goes. He goes. That thing. He goes. He goes. That thing could either be." Unbelievable, yep. or it could be unbelievably. Uh, and, uh, and who was it that we, said? We, we, I, I haven't almost, leaned in which direction. Um, our man Quinn said almost the exact same thing about a money bait. Exactly right. He called yeah. it a uh, lottery ticket driving down the interstate, eighty miles an hour on your windshield. Yeah, you with know? your windows down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like so. So that's so. I think it's the same thing. It's the yeah. same way there. Uh, I again, I not to be a pessimist here. I so I certainly expect that to go. It's going to be dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be yeah. dramatic one way or the other. And I, you know, again, I just don't, I don't want to say it's not going to go well because he hasn't, he's not even close to they're enrolling. Going, they're going to be young again. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we know we'll hit the portal, but, but I, you're but still going to. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's his Facebook page or not. It looks like to, it looks to be his Facebook page. But Mikey Williams was on Facebook talking about I need a Memphis woman to lock in with, and everybody on the comments are like, uh, "Bro, you worried about the wrong thing. Don't oh, do boy. it, man. Uh, That's the last thing you need." The last thing you need is a Memphis uh, is a Memphis woman to lock in with, man. I, I look like I read a, a <laughs> boat of confidence for Penny because if you look at previous years and when there's been a little bit of turbulence, he's fixed it to your point. I, and and I if just, you call this turbulence, that yeah, that you should believe that he can he can start to pull them I, out of this. I just believe in this team. I think I think that Tulane laws people are the people who are upset about it are making weight like that Tulane team. 
has bad metrics right now because if you go look at what happened to them in non-conference play, they were not healthy for Injuries. one game in non-conference play. That team's going to finish in the top five or six in the AAC. It already has moved up into the top 135 of the net. So that loss is now a quad two game. Yep. Okay, and I think they're going to move up further. Like, I'm not saying they're a tournament team, but they're going to be one of the five or six best teams in the AAC. And if they do that, it'll just it's a quad two loss. Like, right. it wasn't great. Like, I you know, they right. should have won the game. You know, but at the same time, I, that yeah, it was of the two games they played in conference play. Like, if losing to UC, USF at home would have been far more disastrous, oh, and losing to ECU this weekend, if they do that, that then I think you throw your arms up and you go, "Oh my gosh, what is going on here?" But I don't think this Tulane loss was that bad. Yeah. Like, I, I just think like you're gonna look, we're gonna look back at the end of the year, and if if they don't make the tournament. You're not going to go, man, that Tulane game was the killer. That, if they don't make the tournament, it means they've lost several no, true. much worse games than this. Um, and I just think. But, but okay, just to play devil's advocate. Are we yes. changing the goalposts at all if we start talking about, okay, making. Because wasn't this year supposed to be, especially with the experience, getting out of that 8 9 slot and being better at that? So just to improve I, your I, chances of advancing. That's what. That's so, what so, so if are we changing goalposts a little bit if, if all of a sudden just making the tournament. Well, that's right, what oh every you know everybody's that's what, fine. And that's happy. what Penny said at the beginning of the year. You are right. I also don't think this. You know, I think ultimately to get that high of a seed, they are going to have to go like fifteen and three in league play. That's so you are right. That. They have that's narrowed the, the margin for error by losing this game this early in conference play. They have narrowed their margin for error in that regard. But I would just say like that was one of their tougher road games that they are going to play True. throughout all of conference play. They won. Ron Hunter, he, Penny, Penny has not had a lot of like he's beaten up Ron Hunter, but all those games have always been tough, and he lost to him last year at home, yeah, or in in Tulane as well. Like Ron Hunter had, you know, like whatever. That's like a team that that has given Memphis trouble in the past, um, and I, I, you know, I just have confidence in this team. I think they're a pretty good team. Now, I think they need, you know, I think defensively, there are some things like I think Penny's going to have to get a little more creative than he has in previous seasons if he's just going to try and play the switching defense that he's played in the past so completely. Like I think in the past couple games, they've pre- like you can tell what he's, and I don't think it's a necessarily like was a stupid decision. But against USF and Tulane, you can tell his thought process was, okay, we're not – we're missing size. We have – we need to overcome our length. And he decided to press more. And at the end of the USF game, it worked. But most of that USF game, they were breaking that press and right. getting easy looks because of it. And I thought the same thing against Tulane when they pressed. It wasn't really effective. Um, and I'd like to see – you know, they've mixed in zone here and there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them try that a little more because they're struggling at stopping dribble penetration, and they're giving up open threes anyways. Um, and then the other thing, the, the biggest difference between this team and previous Penny teams is that <clears throat> interior presence. They're giving up a ton of offensive rebounds. Yeah. And I think that exact that kind of – I don't think they're as bad defensively as they've looked the last few games or at times this year. I think in some ways they're giving they're just giving up more shots. Malco's because they're, they're missing him. 
I just I think Michael's a part of that. Yeah, but they weren't off. They weren't rebounding well with him either. Like I don't well, know. But they could use him right now. Yes. I'm telling oh, the, you. You're absolutely to right. Your point about the issues. They need more size. Second and third chance. They need more size. They, they, Penny doesn't trust Ko. Right. It's very clear. And so you are right now. It's all on like Chandler, right? <laughs> they trust Ko. Yeah. Let Ko cook. He played well against. Uh, well, Tyler almost dunked on Ko. Didn't happen though. Yeah. Who would he play well against? A and M. Right? Well, yeah. What was the oh, yeah. game? What yeah. was one of those? Yeah. One of those he played well. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to need to – the point is I think he's going to need to, like, get a little more creative. I'm not saying you abandon the way you play defense, but I'd like to see him mix it, you know, mix you – know. And hates his own master. I mean, you got the, mm-hmm. you know, the guy, well, dude, you know. Yeah, so um, we'll see. But I, I, I got faith that this team's going to be fine. Like, I think they're going to – you know, the I think they're going to win against ECU this weekend and then – to me, the big one to kind of see where they're at right now is that UCF game next week on the road. That's a that's going to be a quad one game. Mm-hmm. Like UCF has UCF has beaten Ole Miss by a similar you know in a similar fashion you did. Like it is UCF looks like right now the third best team in the league. Yeah, they do. Um, Only lost by six at Houston. Yeah, they're 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 good. They, they, they got they the look, uh, freshman kid Hawkins. Is that his name? Yeah, like yeah. they look like the third best team in the league. Cincinnati is starting to round into form. Yeah, no, it's actually a pretty good league. I mean, it's turned out to be. ECU just won at Wichita State this week or this Wichita, past well, week. Wichita State's a disaster. Yeah, well, they were missing and they were missing their best player. Wichita was missing their best player, but um, it's been a disaster the whole time. It's You're talking about Hendricks? Is good. that your guy? You... So, yeah, Hendricks. Sorry, not, yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm yeah, 6'9 Hendricks. freshman. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Hawkins. No, they look like they like right now, the AC looks like it's like looks like the typical AC. You've got Houston, who's gonna be a high seed, Memphis, who's right now in that like seven to eight seed range, and then UCF looks like a true bubble team right now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.